Welcome to BitFaced. Last year, around this time, we were all talking about our favorite games of 2018. We're not going to do 2019 today. That'll be coming soon. But during that conversation, we all discussed our most anticipated games of this year. We're going to talk about one of those games today, and it was Rebecca's most anticipated game of 2019. I anticipated it as well. I think we're all excited about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll let Rebecca start because I don't want to just crap all over it to to come out of the gates here because there's a <laughs> lot of good things about the title. But I think that overall Borderlands 3 is a great title, mechanically speaking, but highly underwhelming as a sequel. No, absolutely. That's absolutely it. And, you know, I've I've talked ad nauseum on the show at how much the Borderlands as a franchise kind of means to me. And um, so Borderlands 3 was my number one patiently waited for game or impatiently waited for. And I think we're only at like level 20 something because it just has not sucked me in. Um, There are a lot of wonderful things about it, but it honestly does not feel like a Borderlands game. Even with all the mechanical differences they made, um, to me going going back and playing Borderlands 1 is more satisfying right now compared to 2 than 3 is compared to 2. See, and I think it feels exactly like a Borderlands game, and that's the number one problem, is the humor has not aged at all. No, and that's true. And the and the jokes are really bad in some places to the point I'm like, how much money did you guys have to spend on this? Right. Yeah. So much feels like they said, how much can we not spend on this game? No, that's and absolutely one of the things the like case. the writing, it doesn't even cause to me it doesn't feel like Borderlands to me, it feels like a fan fiction of someone who's played a lot of Borderlands. That's who wrote this game. Is like, yeah, I've played so much Borderlands. I get it. It's a parody of Borderlands. It's close. It's the vibe, not aging well, but it's not, it wasn't like jumping from one to two where you had Borderlands, but the spirit was just evolving. It stayed in Borderlands 2 and then is this, this like off parody in the writing. The more that I think about it, like and I'm I'm the probably the only one at the table who actually really 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 enjoyed the game. Like mm-hmm. I have two level fifties. We've both finished it. Tyler yeah. and I have at least both finished it. You guys are both level 20. Mm-hmm. 20 something. Yeah, yeah. 20, 26. I think we made. And it to too. be fair, you can probably get level twenty in about a week and a half, even yeah. with a job yep. and responsibilities. That's, no, that's it's not exactly. Too hard to get that's as long right. as we played. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so you've enjoyed it more than anybody uh, did. I I did finish it. Oh yeah. I have seen the campaign through. I so. It, the reason why it sucked me in is right in the beginning, they introduced so much interesting stuff that we didn't have. Like I was shooting at enemies and they were hiding behind cover and the cover was breaking and I was able to shoot them behind it. And I was like, shit, that's amazing. Where mm-hmm. was that? Where has this been? <laughs> and the verticality. Yeah, exactly. Being able to jump and climb onto something. I almost oh can't God. go back and play other Borderlands games. Yeah, that, that, that was such a huge improvement. Oh, yeah. So and I'm here for the Apex Legends slide. Totally. Was, I they, never use the slide. Oh it's, my gosh. It's, it's, I it's, use it so much. It's so much fun. <laughs> there's nothing more exciting than running at someone sliding and then solo shotting them with your shotgun and yeah. just, and then just continuing walking like a badass. Well, and they played on that. They said, if you want to do that, we can power up your gunshots after mm-hmm. you slide using some of these different things mm-hmm. and mechanics, or you can slide and shoot out your shield and it takes 20% extra damage. Like, I, they, I think personally, besides the story, which I do feel, and the more you guys are talking about it, I'm like, man, it definitely feels fanfic. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But beyond that, I think 
like mechanically wise, it's hands down the best Borderlands game. But I, I counter that only with opening the menu for the first time, and that patch just came out. There are so many little things like that that to counterbalance the progress, the little bits that again, like was neat for a Borderlands game, but wasn't neat for a first person shooter. This isn't something I hadn't seen in other games before. It was, they're finally cannibalizing other games, good mechanics and applying it to Borderlands. And we didn't see a whole lot of new Borderlands mechanic. Right. All right. But the last time we saw new Borderlands mechanic, it was trying to breathe on the fucking moon. (laughs) The gunplay still works very well. The, The shooting part of the game is great. The action part of the game is great. The exploration is great. Mm-hmm. I hate to compare it to Crackdown 3, oh. and everyone hearing that is probably thinking, oh, it's not that bad. No, and I don't mean it like that. What I mean is there's no reason Borderlands 3 could not have come out 10 years ago. Right. Just like Crackdown 3. Is it as bad as Crackdown 3? No way. But did I see anything in Borderlands 3 that really made me think, We wow, had to wait these- till 2019 in order to get this bit of technology? No, absolutely not. And that was that was a huge disappointment. And I guess we're only getting four characters. They have said, even with the $120 special edition game, you will get more content. Mm -hmm. You will not get more people to play with. Mm -hmm. And I like how that announcement was very much timed after most people had their $120 pre-orders in. (laughs) This was not something that they said before those pre-orders were placed. It was safely after, because I won't say, but not very few people get that bonus pack, not counting on more Vault Hunters and being the first ones playing them. 100%, especially after Borderlands 2 gave us two additional characters to play with, or was Mm -hmm. it three? Um, It was two. It's been two per each game, because pre-sequel did the same thing. Um, Well post-release, they released two new playable characters. And that is a thing, you know, they they said, I think when they announced it, that like, well, people don't really play them that much, but that's, that's not true. Like, everyone that I know has played Krieg or Gage at some point. Um, I'm just looking for a little bit of more variety and the skill trees are, they do lend to having oh, yeah. much different ways you can play the character class. I will give them that I've gone back and respect and played my gunner. The only character I really have differently. Yeah. And it's been a pretty cool experience doing that. But I'm, I'm to Carl's point. It's like, you know, that we all wanted more vault hunters mm-hmm. who doesn't want more characters to play with. It's a video game. No, and it goes back to the whole, it, it just feels like they were looking for all the different ways to not spend money. Cause what do two new characters mean? Two new voice actors that you have to pay for um, along with all of the new animations and programming and everything like that. And figuring out how to incorporate two new skill trees in right. the game, which they're still working on for the original four characters. Right. To be fair, they're patching them regularly Mm -hmm. so the game didn't launch not that it's supposed to but the game did not launch completed no it didn't and it's extra frustrating because these are four of the most interesting vault hunters pound for pound in any of the games we've seen so far um not that there aren't better ones in the past but just every pound for pound we don't have an axton and i'm gonna crap on axton that's a boring character like Mm -hmm. just as for in the world of borderlands you're just the soldier boring Mm -hmm. we don't have an axton this time around and so seeing this lineup and then going but we're not going to try anymore was extra frustrating because it feels like that was one of the chords they were striking perfectly yeah and as good as the vault hunters are 
they are put up against the worst video game villains I might have ever seen. Cringy writing. I know what they were going for. I get it. You're making fun of millennials. I, yeah. I get it. I get. I, I got the joke in the first minute, but and you spread it out for thirty hours. Funny. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it it's extra disappointing going from Handsome Jack, who is arguably the best video game villain who I'm sure you saw is coming back which I know is a reaction to probably like well your villain sucked well everyone loves Handsome Jack let's bring him back next month for the DLC yep Uh, but to go from Handsome Jack to the twins the Calypso twins was just it, it was just that extra layer of disappointing they had such a cool name they had such a cool look. I, that, they that had was the so thing. much that they could have so just written. I was so excited when I saw so well. the first images of them. And then the first time we saw a video of the, you know, like, follow, and subscribe or whatever, yeah. all of that bullshit. I was like, seriously, you have all of this badass stuff to work with and that's what you're going with? Made extra frustrating by this joke not making sense in the Borderlands universe at all. Like, we haven't had this transition to <laughs> followers and millennials and uh, these kids these days. It's been 10 years in real life, but in, in canon, this is we're just supposed to buy it. I would have loved if the Calypso twins were killed like in the first tw- 10 hours and you had a series of villains to stack as you went through the planets because cool. you, you weren't going to top Handsome Jack. Mm-hmm. And so trying to literally double their money wasn't just didn't work. So just have a sequence of villains that you have to go through. There's no one overarching one because none of them are in a stand up to, to the previous games. I mean, you did have to fight the, uh, Malawan boss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you've gotten that far, yeah, we sure did. And he, he was a fairly cool villain when he, he was. came in. Yeah. yeah. And that's what inspired me. It was like, just shed this overarching millennial joke as your villain and give us interesting villains per planet and mm-hmm. make that your story. It's one of the best parts also about the game is the planets that you mentioned. Oh my gosh, Hands the down. planets are cool. I like the fact that you're able to go to different universes. I'm glad that you, it's not such a brown borderlands. Yeah. You get Pandora. You mm-hmm. get to hang out there if you want to. But when I first got to the city level, and I can't remember the name of it, that's where I felt like the game really took off. And where the gunplay... Promethea? Is it Promethea? Promethea, yeah, yeah good job. Right. That's where the gunplay got a little bit more interesting to me because yeah. of using buildings as cover and the verticality that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. yeah. combined to make that planet a more fun place to to shoot in, if you will. Oh, yeah. Giving all the guns secondary functions. Yeah. Not all like of them, but most of yeah, them. Yeah, mo- most of them. You're right. No, and my favorite, I've, I have um, on my gunner, I have a pistol that I've used almost since the beginning, and it's got the tracking grenades. Yeah. I, I am so spoiled by those tracking grenades. It's not even <laughs> funny. Um, I love the tracking mechanics for some of the Atlas guns. And I, I think all of that is done well, but I think all four of us expected that to be done well. And that's why mm-hmm. it's not impressive that right. it all works perfectly. And it does. Honestly, if you're going to drop 60 bucks on a shooter this fall, I don't think you can do much better than Borderlands no, no. 3. I haven't played the new Call of Duty, and I hear it's really good. But... It's a, it's a good, solid shooter. I just think we were all expecting a little bit more, and, mm-hmm. and maybe that's on us. Eh. But it comes up with this just string, like we said, of them saving money. And I, as the a voice actor at the table, really have to reinforce how they shafted voice actors that built this franchise with them. Um, we had a basically a Claptrap parody voiceover artist because mm-hmm. they didn't want to pay the original Claptrap. Um, Troy Baker was dropped because he was 
too expensive and wanted to unionize voice actors. And so instead they picked voice actors that they could pay for peanuts on the dollar who, I mean, again, anyone at this table, if we were said, Hey, you want to be in borderlands, we'd probably do it for free. Yeah. In fact, I have, um, a good friend of mine is the voice actor for Lorelai. Um, and so it's, it's interesting knowing that they wouldn't have had that opportunity probably if they had spent all that money on the big name voice actors, but still like you can tell that something is missing. Yeah. If Gearbox wants to pay anyone at this table we're to ready. add in some Vault Hunters, mm-hmm. like we're, we'll, we'll do it for cheap. <laughs> we'll do a second one where we say nothing but nice things about Borderlands 3. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll release that one. I think we've been fair. Yeah, we no, have been. No, and it's so true. And, and that's the thing. So we do have, there are expectations, and that comes yeah. up a lot. Like, well, did you just have too high of expectations? No, because the things happened that we expected. We were just hoping for, for that Borderlands sensation to really ride us through, and it, it didn't arrive. And that's the thing. I feel like our expectations might have been too high if because basically after starting borderlands three i went back and played a little bit of two like am i just missing something is this more similar than i thought and no borderlands two is still just the wonderful gem that it it always was and so i don't think that it it's that our expectations are too high i think it's that our expectations were accurate for a 10-year gap and they only rose for like a three-year gap well after the pre-sequel maybe our expectations were too high (laughs) (laughs) the longer you wait after a title that changes the landscape like borderlands 2 does the longer you wait for a sequel the harder you're setting yourself up Mm -hmm. to disappoint everybody and i think that's exactly what happened the more duke nukem you get yeah well and if and if i just felt like they had the investment in it that we deserve as fans if they just basic things like have troy baker back it's not gonna they're not gonna lose money they made so much money on this game they were never going to an extra one hundred twenty thousand dollars in the voice acting cast just for your usual actors Mm -hmm. wasn't gonna hurt a bottom line and so just that uh, that fallen expectation mixed with just more and more evidence of lacking effort from Gearbox as a company. Well, no, and uh, and Chris Eddings was the original voice of Claptrap, and he was super active in the Borderlands cosplay community and fan community. Like a lot of us kind of know him personally and have interacted with him online, and and so to have someone who is that important to all of the fans get the shaft too, just I, I kind of started out fairly disappointed in them. Did it all come down to money? Uh, yeah, as, as far the end as of what day. you guys know. No, as far as what we know, yeah. Yeah, as far as we know, basically they wanted to be paid like people who had contributed in a trilogy of a basically billion-dollar franchise. And when they requested just very common pay and uh, uh, a standard royalties package, they were kicked out the door because it would just, just cut too much into the bottom line. Is it just me or did they like kind of mute Claptrap's voice too, just to kind of hide that? Like he was yeah. very quiet compared to. And didn't, yeah, didn't talk as much, which is weird for Claptrap. And that's not <laughs> saying much. Like it's hard to talk as much as Claptrap, but right. you could tell there was that very concerted effort to just. Don't pay attention. Yeah. So let me ask you this. They don't want to pay Claptrap, but they, how much did Ice-T and Penn and Teller cost? That's Spoilers, exactly. sorry. No yeah. worries. No, that's no. exactly it. And that is my bother is they've shown that they're willing to, to do it it's just they, their, their program is is can we temporarily pay them a lot or do we have to permanently like now if we do a borderlands 4 is troy baker gonna want fifteen thousand more dollars for this and that's the problem they just want this cycle of shaving off uh the excess high paid uh voice actors they're like the new england patriots of uh <laughs> voiceover crews like if they cost too much we're cutting them and then we know we'll have someone who wants to play for us yeah i mean ice t was such a good voice such a good cameo <laughs> Yes and no. If you 
told me I could have iced tea or I could have a original crap crap trap clap <laughs> trap I would have told you I want original clap trap back I, yeah, exactly. I would have yeah. the spirit of yeah. the game I don't need yeah. hey motherfuckers like I, I don't need that in <laughs> no. every game dude I, but it was funny <laughs> it was funny in the pen and teller part which I don't think you guys have gotten no, to probably yet. not it's, yeah. it's done well and yeah. it's it's funny and yeah. and I, I get it but, but I agree with you yeah it's not a good trade out but it really felt like like okay iced tea and pen and teller I love them both, and I know that they're both relevant, still doing shows. But even including them feels ten years old. That's yeah. exactly. And it. I'm not saying I want fucking Cardi B and Justin <laughs> Bieber in the game either. No. But I, I didn't need Ice T and Penn and Teller. Did, don't make Borderlands for me. No. Borderlands makes Borderlands mm-hmm. for exactly. me, and the game did not feel. It felt Borderlands in the wrong ways. And yeah. I do want dick and shit jokes. I just want them done well. And yeah. I felt like the dick and shit jokes I got were not done very well. Lazy. They were the lazy versions. The one part I did like is you run into Tommy Wiseau. And he's making yeah. a movie. I don't know if you guys have done that side question. I don't think we have, but we've heard about we've heard it. About it. Even have you it. haven't done it. Okay, yeah. No, he's yeah. Oh, hi, Voltanta. And you're oh, like, no. oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and so that part of it, I was like, all right, that's a three-year-old joke, kind of, when when did we see Disaster Artist? That's like oh, three yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. So kind of current there, but if you're going to... Humor is the hardest thing to do in a video game, and I think, whereas in Borderlands 1 and 2, they completely succeeded. Yeah. In Borderlands 3, they completely failed that part of the game. Which shows that constant riding these lines, and they couldn't commit to one side. We're going to make a bunch of millennial jokes and then make 10-year-old references that we think are still funny. That doesn't make sense it, as, a, as a tone. It feels like they, they wrote Borderlands 3 immediately following Borderlands 2 and then never updated the script. Yeah. I could totally see that. So I'd say if you guys are into shooters, we're not really trying to crap all over Borderlands. I was more no. disappointed in how disappointed Rebecca was because yeah. my most anticipated of the game of the year was really fucking good. Yeah. And from what I can tell, Carl's, which was Luigi's Mansion 3, was also really, 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 really good. good. I can't remember. I couldn't remember what yours was, Tyler, on the way over here today. I can't remember what mine was either. Like, I know Rebecca's was Borderlands, mm-hmm. and I know mine was Sekiro, and Carl was Luigi's Mansion. I'm trying, and like, there, I don't think it was Pokemon. Sword and Shield, maybe? Sword and Shield. But it could have been because I, you know, it's something that I, when I was six, you know, bought blue version mm-hmm. and I've just grown up with it like my entire life. So maybe. Let's let's take it there because while I have been playing Jedi the Fallen Order, which I'll touch on in a little bit. Yeah. The rest of my team here have <laughs> been playing Pokemon Sword Pokemon. and Pokemon Shield. Yep. Almost addictively so. Oh, yeah. Because it plays, it's one of the best games to play portable on yeah. the Switch. Uh, it's great on your big screen and I still do that all the time, but you, you take it off and it doesn't feel like, man, I'm kind of missing something. Mm -hmm. It's the most portable addictive game on the switch right now. So I want to start out almost in reverse and talk about all the shit that I heard about how bad Pokemon was going to (laughs) be. Right. Everyone was like, oh, it's terrible graphics. It's, uh, you know, it has a short story. There's no end game and all this stuff. And I have to say, everyone who thinks that... Oh, and there's no national Pokédex. Yeah. All right, let me refute some of these. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> we're going to get into it for Does a minute. Does that mean there's not a, a lot of Pokémon? Well, so total right now, they're, with the new Pokémon, there's 890 Pokémon total. Yeah, it's a ton, right? 
<laughs> the <laughs> national what's the problem? <laughs> the na- well, the national Pokédex means all 890. So we don't have the national Pokédex. So we don't have all 890. Oh, you, okay. So there's not 890 in the game. Yes, there's. That's what I thought you were saying. No. So yeah. How many did you guys get in Sword and Shield combined? Four hundred something. Yeah, yeah. maybe four hundred five. So about as much as in Go. Yeah, yeah, totally. Go that took them four years to build up that library of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And there's people who've gone in and looked at the code, and there's code in for some of the other Pokemon. And even though they've said there's no plans to add in the national decks, mm-hmm. you know they're going to release like Sword and Shield Max or some version. Right. And it's and- going to have all of them. So I'm not disappointed. 400 Pokemon to mess around with is no joke. No, and that's the thing. Like, I've never um, in Endgame completed my decks, but this is the first game that I'm actually considering it because it finally feels manageable since Gold and Silver. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, having someone to play with, too, that can give me the version exclusives. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's me. Um, Look me up. I need my shiny charm, boys and girls. <laughs> we'll work on this. No. So, Carl, did you go shield and you both went sword, or how did this work? I went shield. And I'm I sword. went shield. So yeah. I'm the only sword here. Only yeah. sword here. Okay. Yeah. Titus is the other sword. sword. The invisible sword. Yeah, the invisible sword. <laughs> of the free market. <laughs> but the only difference in the two versions of the game is there's an exclusive Pokemon to each, correct? Well, there's a also, handful. Yeah, and there's I think also... there's like 40 or something. Yeah. It's a pretty big number, yeah. and some of those are like evolutions of sure. like certain yeah, ones. Yeah, um, there's also uh, different gem leaders in the two different versions. So, yeah. like, Shield has a ghost type, and Sword has a fighting type, or mm-hmm. something. Who's your yeah. fourth or fifth gem? Yeah, yeah. and and so, but it's kind of like what we were talking about before. Because the other complaint I hear a lot is this big, you know, of what they've taken out of previous games. But to me, it's exactly what we were talking about earlier. Is they took out a lot of that forced patience, the shit. grind. Um, it's still, there's still a grind to it. And if you want that Pokemon experience of just grinding through and leveling up and catching everyone you see, it's there, but, uh, it's an, it's an improvement. It is taking out just a few less, just sitting through flashcards and just sitting and waiting. And there's no point in this Pokemon game where I'm bored, which is, and again, and I, I love all Pokemon. Don't get me wrong, but there were times I'd be like, Oh, okay. I gotta get through this. I haven't done that once. And I've been playing it nonstop since it came out. Yeah. I think I'm at. 30 hours right now it took me 28 of those to get through the story so that's not significantly shorter than any other version of the game and now i'm at the point where they still have the battle tower Mm -hmm. so i mean you've got end game content Mm -hmm. there right like once you complete the decks you get what's called a shiny charm where you cut your you gain like three times the chance of getting a shiny pokemon so and then like now starts all the stuff that I'm ah, that I'm way into is the really end game stuff of building competitive teams. Like you breed out Pokemon, mm-hmm. you get, you know, perfect IVs, inherent values, and then you go train up effort values and like you min max these Pokemon stats. And there's no lack of that. No, it's that's amazing. all still there. Yeah. So quick question and I'm really gonna sound like a noob here. <laughs> that's not the number four. The number four? IV. IV. No, it's not the number four. It's IV. Yep. Because in Pokemon Go, they're ranked Roman numeral one, two, three, and the best are IV, or what I would call four. Uh, <laughs> no, they, the Niantic mucked that up, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed okay. to stand for IVs, inherent values. You have six stats you can get from like terrible mm-hmm. up to like best. And like in order to get the highest stat Pokemon, you have to get all six in the stat of best. Mm-hmm. And you do that through breeding a Pokemon, two Pokemon, usually a Ditto and then any other Pokemon. 
and then you use a a held item called a destiny knot, Mm -hmm. which allows it to trade down five combined IVs, and then you get to the point where you have all six at best, and then that gives you the highest base stats that you can get. So for the five listeners that aren't asleep right now, (laughs) if you guys could compare this to Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or this, which game should I get for the Switch? It's, they're really different, they're so it depends really... on what you want. How um, much different can they really be? Because everything you guys have described to me sounds like the first Pokemon game that ever came out, and I don't think it's changed much. And that's not an insult in a Borderlands style. I know that the formula has to be there to work, mm-hmm. but how much different is Let's Go? Is that just more of a kid version? It is, Let's Go is more geared towards kids, but having said that, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, but it is you know, rehashing through... Um, generation one that whole region um and the way you catch pokemon is more pokemon go style so you just kind of chuck pokeballs at them until they decide to stay there's not really much in the way of battling or anything like that unless you're in a gym yeah personally if you want an actual pokemon experience go for sword and shield Mm -hmm. okay and it's going to be, it's way different. Like if you liked the old Pokemon games, you didn't walk out after the first town, hit this wild area, mm-hmm. go do some Dynamax raids and then have these like basically open world. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's insane. It's so fun. They added so much to it. Mm-hmm. And like, while let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu are great. They're really just like, like you said, they're a Pokemon Go callback version yeah. of the original. Uh, playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or Pikachu as an adult is, um, you do it for two reasons. You do it for the nostalgia and you do it to have a kind of simple game a la Pokemon Go. Um, if you want any kind of, I would say, core Pokemon experience, you would go Sword and Shield instead. And I would further say that it's the most accessible Pokemon formula. Like they've polished it up. If so, so you, even if you're new to the franchise, this is the one to get you in to balance out strategy and playtime with ease of access. Yeah. You guys don't have to answer this next question because to be fair, you have to answer it in a couple weeks. <laughs> Will Sword and Shield make your top 10 this year? Um, I think so. Um, for me, a, a huge part of that is probably that I, as is my usual problem, didn't play a lot of new stuff this year. Um, just shocker. I know, just due to time we'll and let money you split your and list time. With Carl again. Great, cool. Um, <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with. Yeah. <laughs> no, when you're still catching up on great games from 2017. No, and that's the thing. I, I've played a lot that. Um, that is a couple of years old that I'm finally getting now because it's on sale or what have you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even even with that, I mean, I I, I think so. I think it's going to be on on my top list. I mean, ten dollar two year old games is the best way to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys have looked at the Sony or the Xbox Black Friday sales. Holy it's shit! Insane. Oh yeah. No. If you're looking to get something that came out this year. You can probably get it for $20 off right now. Titles like Control that nobody played, which will make my top 10 this year. I highly recommend (laughs) you pick that up. Code Vein, which I just started playing, which is unbelievably good. Oh, nice. Unbelievably good. You will love it because of the level of Japanese RPG customization laid right on top of a Dark Souls game. Nailed it. I I, want to play that now. (laughs) Well, get it on Xbox and we can play together. Because okay. it's also co-op. Okay. Oh. 
that and that, that before we better. get off Pokemon, I wanted to ask you guys this too, because this would encourage me to purchase the game. Can we play together? Yes. Yeah, that didn't sound like a yes. <laughs> it, it's weird, and it's definitely um, there are certain things like um, I don't know. We can battle, we can trade, and we can do. But we can't walk around the world together and fight no. together and adventure. Well, together. In, actually, in the wild area, you can. You, you sort of yeah. can. <laughs> um, it's easier when you're in person with someone. So there's two different yeah. modes of communication. You can be hooked up to the internet um, or you can just have local communication going. So when Carl and I are sitting right next to each other playing, yes, we can be running around parts of the world together. Um, now, are you on a television and he's on his handheld? Usually we're both handheld, or but, you, both can, handheld. but okay. you can do one of us on television. As long as your docs are close enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to touch that one. I was like, <laughs> um, So, but the, the internet um, co-op is probably the least polished part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sync up with people who are just your friends. It, it more likely drops you in with just kind of random other internet users. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Now, if you want Titus and I to come over, sit down, run around the wild area with you and catch Pokemon, I'm all down for that. I'd like you and Titus to come over and play some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 with me. Ooh, the yeah. grindiest game in the history of time. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that game. I think that was my, my tie with Luigi's Mansion, and that's more in the Borderlands 3 category of yeah. not rising to the expectations I had. I, we've talked about it a lot, and again, there was so much good. There was such merit to it, mm-hmm. but for good sure, good story, was... good characterizations. I just missed how a game again that's ten years older felt like there was more exploration involved, more secrets to find. This one has become so on rails mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's just just go. It, it's bad grindy too yeah. to where i'm trying to unlock loki and thanos mm-hmm. and some of the challenges i'm going in there with four level 80 characters mm-hmm. on a level 40 challenge mm-hmm. double the recommended level and still can't do it and yeah. i i'm a decent gamer i know what i'm doing you're good you yeah. haven't unlocked those characters yet no oh i'm never gonna get to them no that's exactly <laughs> it that's i got exactly magneto it. obviously because yeah. as soon as i figured out I saw could. him at the top of the chain. I was like, well, I know what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Cracked yeah. a beer and said, let's, <laughs> let's get Magneto. And I got the expansion pass too. So I have four. I have Moon Knight, now Punisher, Ghost, not Ghost Rider. There's two others that are good. And I'll get, I guess, eight more characters. Yeah. But the levels that they give you for those guys, you have to be like level 100 to, mm-hmm. to even play them. To even get so into it. So it, it, there's grinding that I understand. But then there's like, I don't want to do this for two weeks when no. there's so much other good shit out. And there's always going to be so much other good shit out. That's Absolutely. fucking Korean MMO style. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and that's why Pokemon probably will be my top 10 too. Because yeah. these days I just go, what's my hours played on this game? That's going to denote my top games because I've got so much to play. If something keeps me coming back, it's a top game of the year. I like the way that they do like the competitive format in Pokemon too is like, no matter what level your Pokemon are, they cap them down to 50. So you don't ever have to grind up to a hundred to be competitive. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I think they, they do really well in a lot of aspects there. They don't want you to go. They've learned up. a lot from yeah. issues before too. And that's the thing. Like anyone complains about this change. This is once a game that symbolizes good change of game designers that listen and pay attention and wanted a better experience. 
One game I do enjoy grinding on, and I've been really grinding on it lately, is Ring Fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can tell by how I feel when I stand up and sit down how much Ring Fit I've actually been playing. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what Ring Fit is, Nintendo basically released, yes, another peripheral that will probably be in my closet within a year, but... I'm really enjoying it now. It's the best way I can describe it. It's a handheld thigh master mm-hmm. um, that you can use to do exercises. Yeah, it's a Pilates ring, is what it's called. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Rebecca obviously needs to talk about this and not me. <laughs> you take this Pilates ring through an adventure that plays very similarly to an RPG, mm-hmm. and it keeps me going. I don't know what it is, and I think it's because it goes into that aspect of my brain that's like, no, you can beat those guys. You just yeah. have to learn how to do better squats, or you need to learn how to make different smoothies. And <laughs> right. I know you guys have been enjoying the game, too. Mm-hmm. I love it because I can exercise if it's 10 degrees outside. Right. I can get a good sweat going on. Now that I know how to look at records, I can see like, oh, okay, so I've played an hour longer than Rebecca, but she's done way more reps of this than me, so mm-hmm. I need to really step up my game there. It's cool. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, is it going to be in my playlist forever? Probably not. Once I get through the 10 levels or whatever it is. It's 20 worlds, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, and it's taken me 10 hours to get to world five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, wow. it's you know, it's a and pretty long game. you have to bust your ass, dude. You... You would think that like, oh, yeah. But when I look at that, I've done 500 squats. I don't think I've done 500 squats in my life, unless you count like going up and down off the toilet. <laughs> so when, when, you're, when you're in your in your living room, or in my case, just my room and uh, and doing these exercises, I'm sweating hard. Like, And I'm talking about sweating like I just ran. And then you at the end, it tracks not how much time you use the game, but how much time you've actually exercised. Been active. Been wow. No, and that's one of the greatest, greatest parts of it is it's so, it's so real about how much you're actually moving your body. Yes. And they're always like, hey, do you, you okay? E, you need to quit, man. You need some water there, fat yeah. boy. Like, get up and go <laughs> get some water. They, they don't say fat boy. No, but. it's, <laughs> it's, it's. It, it's such an encouraging game. It's so wonderful. Yeah. They share like tips, um, not only for exercise, but like healthy eating and things to be mindful of. They, they check on you. Um, and I had this moment where, um, it's been a real struggle for me over the last year to pick an exercise routine and stick with it. Like I'll do something for three days and then I'll stop and forget. And ring fit has kept me going, but to log in on day five and have, um, tip who's the little guy that shows you how to do all of the different exercises He's clippy. <laughs> uh, basically yeah he is <laughs> um, to have tip say like good job this is day five I'm really proud of you like it made me emotional that first time <laughs> of like I've never had someone do the opposite of the bodybuilder like you fucking wimp you got to do this it's just encouraging and it's mm. so nice yeah I missed a couple days and I was like I'm used to animal crossing guilt tripping me about the three days I didn't log in for let alone this workout <laughs> themed game but I popped it on and went congratulations it's day five and it was just again just supportive wow. constantly and positive reinforcement in any workout environment, no matter what you look like is beyond rare. Mm -hmm. And so it was so nice that that's what it's, it's built off of. And it makes it again, more eager. Cause if they're like, you missed six days, try better next time. I'd have been like, eh, I'm out. Yeah. Cool. Fuck you then too, buddy. Uh, no. And even when you lose, cause I don't know if you've lost yet. I have, I've, yeah. I've lost, I've had to lose in order to get leveled up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, just, Hey, do you need to take a break today? If not, like get back up there and do it again. Yeah. Like, you can do it. Very encouraging. And I, I really dig the way that everything is detected. 
if that makes sense, mm-hmm. the way that they can it can take my pulse on the switch controller. Yeah, my, the one that's on my leg can detect when I'm doing like the yoga moves on the ground. Right. Correctly. It's huh. pretty fucking cool. It's, and like exercises yeah. that I love, you hate. Is, like yeah. I'm the front press, like oh my Hulk God. Hogan and all that's day him long. Too. <laughs> like, front, girl, presses, okay. front presses make me cry. Front presses make me cry. But, but I don't I'll like do. warrior pose. Oh, I, I love like warrior pose. See, no, and that's it. She likes that yeah. and uh, all the front stuff. Yeah. But no, and it goes back to, and I have to say it almost any time a Switch game comes up, this is the, the best technological system to date. Mm-hmm. The so, controllers are, the gyroscopic controllers are perfect. Yeah. And it, it makes it accessible because um, we've had people talk to us about trying Wii Fit back when the Wii Fit board was out. It's like a heavily, like, evolved version of Wii Fit. It is. But even better though, because you don't have the stupid board. Yeah. And what well, we've had friends who are like, I mean, imagine getting Wii Fit and then the board tells you your weight's too much because the board can't support you. Oh, yeah. So. Sorry, you kind of wasted the money. Yeah. But with this, there's no weight restrictions. We have a variety of people, including our friend Kayla, who is like, the, she could break me in half yeah, and still gets a workout bodybuilder from and, this. Yeah. And the the way you can kind of customize the difficulty level is, is really, really cool. It's a number system. It is a number mm-hmm. system. Yeah. So I've been bumping it up just a little bit each time and it's been hard. It's been kicking my ass, but <laughs> I'm at difficulty 22 right now and I'm feeling pretty good about I'm it. I'm a 19. So wow. technically Rebecca's working harder than me, but I started off at a 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the game, again, it's you can manually do it or the game will be like, how was the workout today? Like It asks you very friendly-based questions. You'd be like, it kicked my ass. And it's like, we'll bump it down one mm-hmm. for going forward. Or if it's like, this felt right, it's great. Or I can, it, it even says things like, I'm ready for a greater challenge. And it's like, all right, we'll bump it up for you. Yeah. It's really cool. It is a little pricey. It is. Yeah. So if you can get it Black Friday sale, mm-hmm. I paid 80 for mine. Yeah. Actually, on Amazon, I think I got it for 70 because they yeah. had a special. So it's a little pricey. But what I'll tell people is... How much you know, do you pay for a gym membership? That's exactly it. And that was the thing. Like We were looking at getting a gym membership, which would have been $25 a month um, for like one of the very lowest kind of basic ones. Or we do this, and it's fun. I can do it at any hour in my bedroom, and it's you know paid off in three and a half months of a gym membership. I'm really hoping, I don't think they will, that Nintendo finds a way to incorporate the Pilates ring into either a sequel mm-hmm. or a different style of game that still is about fitness. Right. But this has kind of opened my eyes to why can't this be a knight running towards a dragon? Why right. can't yep. this be the dude from Tron throwing discs at oh, shit? Oh, man. Why can't this be a Star Wars game where mm-hmm. this is my lightsaber? Like, you know, the, and I, that would be, there's a lot of potential. That would be the smartest kind of easy moneymaker for them would just be to reskin it as Star Wars, reskin it as Pokemon even. If you could, on all these little battles, be fighting the little kettleballs and stuff, and then at the end you get to catch them like Pokemon, that would be amazing. So um, there's there's a ton of potential, and the uh, the tools that it gives you, the Pilates ring and the, the thigh strap, are... Um, this sounds counterintuitive, but simple enough to expand upon. It's not hyper-technical, only used for these small purposes. So, And we're finally in a world where third party has a high interest in Nintendo. And again, we have the Switch to thank. And so while if you we had this conversation four years ago on the Wii U, I'd be like, we wish. But with the, with the Switch, we're seeing more and more. I mean, imagine Diablo, even style games, oh, yeah. playing around with this ring and using it for spells and stuff. There, there's so many chances. Before we move on to final topic today, 
I will say too, there's a, what do they call the mode, the offline mode? Uh, casual mode or uh, multitask mode. Multitask, multitask mode. mode, yeah. So I'm able to sit there, Tyler, watching Psych with the ring and do presses and do leg presses and stuff, and it counts them. And then when I plug in, it's like, hey, Eric, you've earned 400 coins. Do you want them? Or you can send them to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And I sent them what? to Rebecca because I was like, well, why not? Yeah. I'll send Rebecca some coins. She can get some shoes. And so you're able to work out and get progress even when your Switch isn't on, which I, and you can only get 500 coins a day, but yeah. I had no problem getting even close Reaching to that, that just yeah. messing around my house. Just like, oh, okay, I'll do some crunches. Yeah. Or I was on the phone talking to a friend for an hour. It's like, why not just, if I'm going to be sitting here, do it. Well. So it's encouraging me to work out even when I don't want to work out, which is great. No, that's exactly it. it. It makes it so accessible and so easy to just be active in your daily life. Um, one of the other big things that I love about it is I've, I've tried a lot of things to get me to work out a lot of apps um, that have gamification or, you know, push notifications that are super annoying, what have you. And, um, and this is the first any such workout motivator that is not focused on my weight. And so I just mentally am feeling so much better about myself because all they care about is, hey, we're proud of you for doing this at all. We're proud of you for pushing yourself. And that's it. Yeah, they don't focus on, hey, you lost three pounds this week. It's, hey, Eric, you just did your 700th Iroquois twist or whatever they call it. Good <laughs> oh, job, yeah. man. And here's a title to put on your character. So when other people search you, they know that you've done 700 of these exercises. And you can also put yourself up against what I thought was really cool. I can see Rebecca and Carl. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I can put it to my friends, but I can also see other 43 year olds in America and mm-hmm. I'm kicking their fucking ass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's motivating to me too. Like, well, yeah. I'm top 10. I need to, I got to beat to five. Like, yeah. you know, I got to get up there. Like, let's do another set. So that, that kind of motivation, anytime you could put a video game that's going to make me get off my ass, yeah. mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you actually gamify working out as you put it into a video game? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. It, it's brilliant for them to say, we're going to take a video game and make it about fitness rather than here's a fitness app that we added some gamification elements to. Yeah. And like I, the other thing that I love about it is the community uh, isn't people who are like, I've been trying to just, I've been trying to work out and this has helped me do it too. It's the whole range. So this isn't a game for people losing weight. This is a fitness game that's accessible to everyone and it challenges everyone yeah. depending on how you level it. So, so there's no stigma to it. Like even outside of the game supportiveness, it, everyone finishes this game sweaty and oh, yeah. aching and having finished a workout. One of the nicest things was, I don't think you had it yet, Eric, but, um, Carl and I had had it for a few days and then Kayla said she was going to get it. And we were like, Oh, like our asses had been kicked on the reg. And, um, and so we were like, Oh, Kayla's going to, you know, say, this is easy. I don't get why you guys are complaining. The first day all Kayla messaged me was, Oh my God, my thighs. And I was like, thank you. That makes me feel so much better. (laughs) But when you get into day three, And like day one, I couldn't do 10 squats and Mm -hmm. now I can do 50 of them Mm -hmm. without even blinking. Mm -hmm. And when I look at it, I'm like, I don't want to do squats, but man, that has 10 more damage. Yeah, that's exactly Mm -hmm. it. They do do a really good job. Yeah. uh, (laughs) No, like I, like I told you last time we talked, the plank is the, I was literally crying last time I did it. It is the hardest exercise I've gotten so far, but it still does so much damage that I'm like, I'm going to regret this. Here we go. And then I do it. I'm going to regret this. I recommend you guys, if, if you've got the loot, it is a little expensive, but if you're looking for a fitness program, and especially if you live in Colorado and you can't go outside every day, check out, uh, check out Ring Fit. While you're doing the Ring Fit, maybe in offline mode, like I just talked to you about, 
Might be watching Disney Plus. It seems like they have a lot of subscribers over the past couple weeks. I saw a really good meme today that said, nobody's posting about Disney Plus anymore. I guess your seven-day trial ran out. (laughs) 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 But we all have Disney Plus, and we've been really enjoying a show called The Mandalorian. We don't really have time to completely dig into it. In fact, I'd like to do an episode in the future where maybe we discuss the whole first season. Because we're almost halfway through. We get eight episodes of the season. So far, I'm really liking it. Is it blowing my mind like it seems to be everyone else's? No, but I've seen a lot of Western movies, and that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. The first- and I'm talking every trope yeah. is a Western, and I, that's, I'm, that's not a bad thing. I just don't think it's the most wholly original thing in the world. The first day when you posted, this needs to end with CU Space Cowboy, I was like, yeah. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. When I first saw the first episode, Cowboy Bebop was exact. Not that it's about a team or anything like no. that, but Cowboy Bebop is what went into my mind. The Mandalorian is Spike Spiegel. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it is. And I'll even say that that's the reason that it is blowing my mind is because I fucking adore Westerns. And so to have any kind of new one that kind of captures that same spirit and especially has Star Wars, which I love, and Mandalorians, which I love, I, I'm, I am obsessed, utterly obsessed. And there is like the things that are blowing my mind, all of the sets that are built again. Um, Cause again, I am, I am that star Wars fan that actually just loves everything. Like I still love, I will watch the prequels. Like that's how into star Wars I am, but it was beyond refreshing to the point of mind blowing to see streets, not just a backdrop, full streets being explored, villages, extras, prosthetics, uh, seeing uh, our baby Yoda as, as as there physically, something to grab, something that moved, not just always animated. That's what blew my mind again, because not only has Star Wars veered away from that, everything has. And so to sit back and just watch a world exist and sit there going, I wish I could, I want to be there. It's the first time I, as a viewer, was going, I want to stand where they're standing. That looks amazing. It's the first time, I think, too, outside of the comics and the novels that we are getting to see what happens between episode six and mm-hmm. episode seven, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting time in the Star Wars universe. And right. I'm enjoying that part of it, too. And I like that it's a, a smaller story. I think that mm-hmm. Star Wars suffers from the giant... Grandiose, yeah. ...movie. And I, I see them going away from that after nine which I'm really worried about. That's another episode too. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm glad that we have this though, because even if nine is just the dumpster fire, I think it probably will be. The Star Wars universe is in good hands with mm-hmm. Favreau. Mm-hmm. And you can tell just like he did with Iron Man that this is something that he cares Adores. about. Adores, yeah. That he likes, that he trusts us. And I guess I've heard that they have plans for up to five seasons we're also going to get an Mm obi-wan show and one of the things that i'm super excited about is um deborah chow directed episode three of the mandalorian she's the director for all the obi-wan series so i mean very good action sequence that she she, shot at the end of episode exactly and so i'm more excited than ever for obi-wan knowing that they have her at the helm of it so and that's the greatest bonus of Disney Plus right now is we have Disney, a mega conglomerate, willing to make these gambles and moves that they never would have in a franchise movie that takes eight months to shoot and produce and billion, you know, million, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's still expensive. The quality's there, but they're willing to go. What if we just make a space Western with Mandalorians? It's no longer that high ticket box office investment. It's a it's a safe bet in this, and we get to see things that we've like you said we haven't seen post episode six. When I saw a you know cracked stormtrooper armor, that was another thing that just 
I almost jumped out of my seat. Yeah. It's it's the remnants of the Empire. We didn't get any of that in the new trilogy. Right. And I'm totally excited to see where they go with it. Overall, side note, Disney Plus as a service, eh. Uh, Mandalorian's good. They have all the Marvel movies that I already have on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But the overall, like the selection, 90% of Disney Plus, in my opinion, age 43, is shit. <laughs> well, no, and that's the thing. It, it's it's not for me, though. Well, and it, it's heartbreaking to have them do things like take all of the Disney movies off of Netflix to put them on their own thing. Well, I think to your point, that's the whole reason we get Disney Plus is because they tried these gambles. They did a Jessica Jones. They did these other ones. And they're like, oh, that's successful. Let's do this on our own. We have enough money. Have you guys tried to click on a movie yet that's not available that says, hey, this is under license with another service, but you can watch it May 1st. Add it to your list. I haven't. What? No, Adventures that... in Babysitting. Sorry. That's what I went to no, go watch. No, that's not <laughs> smart. Well, I'm thinking, I, I, I... You'll see it. I inversely... Uh, again, the, the service just feels like a clone copy of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something like I would be With like, if I was like content, hot. if you take off star Wars and Marvel, well, but uh. I, see, I'm excited about the gargoyle series being back. I'm Dark excited to pull duck. up the Robin hood, Darkwing duck, Robin hood, the original animated film is available to me again at, 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 at any moment. And so there's, and again, this comes from someone who doesn't have enough time to watch everything I want. And so that's probably my different lens of just going like, I only have 20 minutes a day. I'm going to put on gargoyles and I just love that I get gargoyles back. And the other thing that I'm excited about is what's being documented by Disney constantly. How many views Darkwing Duck is getting, how many views the gargoyles is getting, and that's going to turn into more content. They've already been talks about bringing gargoyles back for a reunion season and stuff. And so, uh, so I, I agree that there's not yet enough new, but it's, it's enough stuff that I like. I haven't seen Darkwing Duck in 15 years. I, I have to look it up on YouTube, and it's not great quality. And now I can just put it on, and there's there's Darkwing Duck. It's that nostalgia for me that's making it work. Well, and I know you're a little old for this. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> but growing up watching a lot of these like Disney original movies on mm-hmm. the Disney Channel, and don't get me wrong, they're not as great rewatching them, but they were amazing as a child. Movies like Brink. Mm-hmm. Halloween Town. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yes. This is Xenon. the kind of this is the kind of stuff we were in for. <laughs> yeah. So that that is the market is definitely there was I I didn't see anything I didn't recognize in my first twenty minutes of flipping through it. Yeah. I was very proud that within six hours of the service launching, X Men fans had already been like, nope. Episodes are out of order. You fucked up. I was like, like, you better believe it. I was like, because I looked at the episode list too, and I was like, something's not right here. Nightcrawler doesn't show up until five. And like, but yeah, I was very proud of my X-Men fans. And that's a show too. That's the first thing I popped on. And wow, how far have we come? Yeah. (laughs) The story is great, but the animation, I was like, holy shit, this is bad. It's bad. Well, no, and even some of the voice lines, you don't remember how stock Wolverine's claws are like this tall. Yeah, yeah. It it just doesn't, there's certain aspects to it. For $6.99 a month, though, or for me, I'm only paying a dollar because I had Hulu with no commercials. We got it for free for having Verizon. So we get it free for one year. It's definitely worth that price. (laughs) Somewhat proud story. I popped on Disney Plus. It came out sitting down with Titus. I'm like, Titus, what do we want to watch? I'm scrolling through all these amazing movies and shows. 
everything so good. Star Wars, like Rebels Marvel. is unbelievably good. Having See? access to all of that Star Wars stuff again too. Yeah. Like that's like if it was just the Star Wars channel, that'd be fine. I'm subscribed. I'd that's why it, yeah. I pay for it is cuz yeah. of Star yeah. Wars and Marvel. Yeah. So I kept scrolling and I get to the bottom and it's like 1960s, 1970s and Titus is like Spider-Woman. I want to watch. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's what we watched our first night on Disney Plus. <laughs> boy, Titus. But no, and that's the thing. It is the it is the make you feel old channel though, because I've had people be like, that are friends of mine that I hang out regularly. Go like, I've never heard of this sword in the stone. Why did no one tell me about this? I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> I don't like this How channel anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, you're in your early twenties. You don't know. Uh. <laughs> Eric's like, fuck all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Eric has no regrets, man. You know, I I lived through some good times. Yeah, yeah dude. No, and, and I'm going to say, like, I'm still ready for Adventures of Babysitting to be released mm-hmm. officially. I almost or, sent you a picture of it being on there the first night I loaded it up. And I'm glad that I didn't because if I had clicked on it, I would have been very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a few movies over the past seven years that I've made Tyler watch the second he's been like, what's that? Yeah. And Adventures in Babysitting is one of those films. Yeah. It was like, okay, grab a beer, sit down. And I wanted to see at the time if it held up. And right. It, and, and it does. does. It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. We have a couple of friends that cosplay from that. Um, yeah. We should try and get them on. One of these point. times. But no, yeah. And they love it because, yeah, it's one of those movies that everyone recognizes. Mm-hmm. If you've seen it, you still love it. It's got that uh, Princess Bride level of passion for those who see it. All right, I just want to make everyone upset real quick. But there's a very young kid who works with me, like younger than me, like 24. And we were talking about movies and shows he hasn't gone back to watch because it feels old, right? And one of the first things he brings up is Princess Bride. And I almost picked this kid up and threw him out of the 14th floor of the Wells Fargo Tower. <laughs> that would have been an accurate As a law response. student, I can say that that's not illegal. So <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> Princess Bride, how can you say that it doesn't hold up? Because the story certainly holds up. Mm-hmm. The oh, acting yeah. certainly holds mm-hmm. up. And Carrie the, barely looks like he's aged a fucking day. Oh, yeah. The visuals, I would say, hold up. There's not any effects, I think, are no. really janky, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a couple years. No, but that's the advantage of how it was filmed, because I do a lot of the cosplay from it, too. And so, like, it wasn't, like, the makeup wasn't great for the time. It was stage level. It was a stage play film that was this very, very carefully chosen tone. That's why it ages well, mm-hmm. because... Yeah, it's, you can't compare it to the to the graphics in Endgame, yeah. but that, they didn't want that even then. They weren't competing with the graphics then. It ages perfectly because they chose a flavor, and that flavor yeah. remains. Like a stage play as a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah. And it's amazing. Well, on that note, I think we should probably end Tyler throwing people off the buildings. <laughs> yeah. We should always end talking about Princess Bride. Just every episode ends with, remember that scene? Remember that one. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are listening to this Thanksgiving week because that's when it will release. And I hope you're all spending time with your family and your friends and maybe a little bit of time with us too. We will have one more guest episode this year and I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I could not be more fucking excited to do this in my life and I can't believe that this is happening. We'll also, at the end of the year, we are going to do our games and our best pop culture as is tradition here on BitFaced. I'm going to start throwing up some polls soon too to see what you guys thought about the year in gaming this year because it was a very different year and I'm also going to call it 
Dark Souls year because we had anime souls and robot souls and samurai souls. <laughs> <laughs> Gun Souls with oh, Remnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of Dark Souls clonery going on, and we'll dive into my top 10 with that. So really looking forward to to finishing this year out strong. Everyone here, you guys know, Tyler Run TRG, Carl Bravik, Rebecca, Sexy Chameleon, and of course, I'm Eric G. Hollis. And I want to end with, guys, there is nothing wrong with mental illness and asking for help and speaking from personal experience. If you need to talk to somebody or you need to just get something off your chest, somebody out there gives a shit about you. I give a shit about you. We all do. Hit me up, hit one of us up on social media. I promise it will never be as bad as you think it is. Don't let it sit inside you for four years before you, before you ask. Uh, I take this stuff very seriously now. So enjoy your holidays guys. If you need someone to talk to, we'll always be here from you. I cannot wait for you guys to hear uh, our guest episode. And of course, we'll be back with our top tens. I love you guys. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm sure I'll talk to you before Christmas. But from the Bit Cave, we are out.